Welcome to That Good May Become with me, Laura Scappatici, where we learn to illuminate the esoteric in our everyday lives. Hey everybody, it's me. I'm back. I am sitting in my new house in California. And it's been quite a wild ride. Thank you for continuing to listen and catch up on episodes while I've been away for the last six weeks and for sending me encouraging messages. I'm actually going to start out with one of those messages that came all the way back on what we call Black Friday in the US, the most uh, probably materialistic day of the year. This podcast is all about disrupting materialism and seeing the other side of life or not really the other side, the side that's with us all the time that perhaps we lose track of, the spiritual side of life. So I got to give a little shout out to Carol in Pennsylvania just for sending me a message that day that very materialistic day and reminding me of one of the places a lot of people find inspiration, and that is in the Psalms in the Christian Bible. I'd love to hear the other traditions that people are working with and the inspirations they find there too. But here's what Carol says. She says, an exercise that centers her um, in a disruption of materialism is the 23rd Psalm, I shall not want. Every time I think of something to get or buy, I ask myself, do I need this or do I simply want it? If it's the latter, I let it go. Amazing results. Thank you, Carol. And I would love to hear from the rest of you the way that you are disrupting materialism in your lives. And we're just going to jump in and I'll tell you what I've been doing. And I'm going to have a big reveal at the end. Such a silly thing to say, but you know, whatever. I got to have a little drama here on the next book study. Well, actually, it's a lecture study that I'll be doing with you, podcast book club, coming up in the next little while. And it has some significance for the future as well. All right, today, hello, I'm going to talk about the significance of February, Hmm. living in one's current timeline. And yeah, the podcast book club I'll be doing next. So today is in bulk. Now, I have an episode with a woman named Kim Marie. She's a coach. She's got an anthroposophical background, and she does a Holy Nights or a Sacred Winter journal every year that's available to people. She also has lots of online classes, um, and I'll make sure I put the link to her work. But you can listen to her back on episode 13, well over 50 here with That Good May Become, but all the way back on episode 13, um, she recorded with me and talked about the sacred nights of winter, which we've just come through. In an email she sent, she was talking about what in bulk is. It's this, a Celtic tradition, and this is what she says. February 1st is in bulk. In bulk reminds us that in order for the seed to sprout, it must come completely undone before piercing the surface of the soul. Like completely undone. I've definitely been completely <laughs> If you're one of my friends, I'm sorry. I just need to apologize because I've been completely undone for like the last six weeks with moving and working and uh, just adjusting to be really being here. And I'm going to talk about that more later. But here's some of the questions and things that she says to consider. 
She said, what a powerful thought of this becoming completely undone as we consider the spirit seed planted within us during the sacred nights of winter. How might the spirit seed quicken within me? What must come undone for it to sprout? Will I have patience? Goodness help me. Will I have patience to endure the unraveling and wait for the sprout? What will the sprout look like? How am I to tend the plant to endure its growth? So these are some of the questions that come. And, you know, the reason I'm talking about in bulk is because of another guest um, that I had on episode 35 of this podcast. Her name is Tess Parker. She's a dear friend of mine. We work together at the Anthroposophical Society in America. And she taught me so, so much. She's 14 years younger than I am. And man, did I learn a lot from her. And I continue to. Uh, We also laugh. (laughs) We laugh endlessly when we're together. So what she says about February is that in February, we become real. And I remember the year that this happened when she had this like revelation and she was like, I think I just became real. And I was like, oh my God, me too. I I think I've become real. And it's this February time. And I think it's because of this, this shaking off, this becoming undone, this review that's happened during the Holy Night's time from Christmas to Epiphany. So December 25th, no matter what you celebrate, to January 6th. And because of this review and this becoming undone, we have an opportunity to become more of who we are and to become real. In that episode with Tess, episode 35, is she talks about the Velveteen Rabbit, which is is very funny because that's a story about Becoming real is also a story about the Christ figure, if you look further into that. So I invite you to listen to that episode with her. Now, <laughs> I think the trouble I've had in that part of the becoming undone and the reason I've been away for so long is because I've been doing something that hmm, my brother, Connor Habib, who's on many episodes of this podcast, calls timeline hopping. So I have not been in my timeline. We've had the meaning now, like I haven't been here in this moment now. We've had so much movement, uh, so much moving in our family that basically for the last 18 months, we've been moving. This is all self-imposed. This is not a situation that many people are in in the world right now because they have no homes. And I think about those people all the time. Uh, and wish I could have more impact there. But on this very privileged and personal level, um, I haven't been in my right timeline. I've been in regret. Um, I went to school. We, We moved out of the country. I went to school. I dropped out of school. We moved back into the United States. Um, and I also have, you know, have the reality of having three children and working full time. And even when we got this house, which again is an immense privilege to live in a home in a safe neighborhood, the one that we live in now in California, I couldn't stop thinking of the last house we lived in, which is natural in some ways, but unhelpful in some ways. And I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that I hadn't achieved what I I set out to achieve, Um, or had I? And that is the question 
my brother asked me. He said, look, I think you're living in another timeline now. And you may have made your goals more difficult by not completing the task you were meant to complete. Or you may have just set up a few more barriers for yourself. I mean, think about that. We moved to another country to have an experience, but also to stay there. And we didn't do that. And so I kept thinking about my time in my last house and thinking about the time after I left the Anthroposophical Society and the work I was doing there and building the podcast and giving workshops and creating worksheets for people. And all of that sort of faded away because we came into a situation of a crisis. Has this happened to you where you've entered a crisis situation? This is when my children were falling apart. I was falling apart. My husband was perfectly fine. <laughs> Thank goodness someone was okay when we were in Scotland. And they were, well, two of them were basically begging us to come back here. Have you ever gone through a crisis and you think about the times before and just wish you were there? That That's what has been happening for us or for me for quite a long time. So now it's February. Now it's in bulk. Now my undoing, <laughs> my undoneness has come to a conclusion in a way because I'm here and I'm grounded and I have the privilege of working with extraordinary people, the school I work with and having extraordinary friends who put up with my undoneness. Well, at least I hope you're still putting <laughs> up with my undoneness. And um, I'm coming back into my timeline. This is where I am. This is what I do in this timeline. Here are the aspirations I have. And what will the seed reveal now that it's cracked open and is finding its way down into the earth and up as well? I'd love to hear if you've come undone <laughs> or, uh, or if you've been out of your timeline in regret or in questioning or in mm, some sort of middle space there. Keep me posted. Let me know this is all a part of not having just materialistic thinking and having to push through, but on reflecting what's happening. Okay, I'm living here now. I'm creating habits that support me. Maybe you're doing the same. I have a word of the year. Do you have a word of the year? It's much more fun, as one of my writer friends from Edinburgh told me to have a song of the year. My song of the year last year was A Lovely Day. Um, and I'm still figuring out my song of the year. Uh, I think there's a song called, it's like, people all over the world join in. Start a love chain. Is that right? I think that should be my song of the year. Tell me what your song of the year and your word of the year is. My word of the year is peace. And that's for the world and for myself inside and out. Okay, now, here it comes. The big reveal. <laughs> okay, what's up next and why? Um, I'm going to continue to do the problems of the world. I actually... I think I have a live podcast happening um, where I'll be with a group of people at the February Teachers Conference, um, Waldorf in the Age of Chat GPT at Sacramento Waldorf School, where I'll be doing a, a live podcast with people in the audience about what Waldorf is now and what it will be in the future. So um, stay tuned for that. I'm also hoping to talk to a few more people about the problems of the world. But 
along with that, uh, there's something very exciting happening in my life, and that is that there's a conference in Dublin next Easter about the Hibernian. I had to learn how to say that the Hibernian H I B E R N I A N mysteries. And this was an ancient initiation uh, process at a mystery center in Ireland. And this conference is about that. And I was invited to join a group of women to read these lectures. Um, there, It's on the mystery centers, December 8th, 7th, 8th, and 9th and from 1923 by Rudolf Steiner. They're kind of weird and... <laughs> esoteric, but they're really focused on the feminine, masculine mystery and the balance of those. And so I'm going to study those with you. They're short. It's just three. It's basically three pages. It was like three to five pages of reading. Um, So I'm going to start doing that pretty soon. Stay tuned for it. I'll send the link to the lectures. They're on the Rudolf Steiner archive online. And I'm going to read a little quote from this series. You're going to be like, what? (laughs) Okay. Or maybe you'll be like, I already read these, Lara. I'm already done with that, but okay, here we go. To compare with something of the present day, to compare these mysteries with something of the present day, we might say, if a person had a rose before them and could smell it, and out of inner truthfulness and honesty said, divine goodness, which is spread out in the whole earth planet, flows also into this rose. And because this rose communicated its essence to my organ of smell, I smell the living divine goodness in the planet. If a person today with inner honesty could say such a thing when inhaling the scent of the rose, then they would experience something like a weak shadow of that which formerly as a complete life element was experienced by the individual at these mysteries. So anyway, these are the kind of concepts we'll be working with. And again, it'll be pretty short um, because it's just these three lectures. I might break them into parts. I'll keep you posted. But really, thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for, you know, just sending me your feedback and encouragement on Instagram, on Facebook, and through my website. You know, I launched my website in 2021. This podcast has had seven seasons. Podcasts usually tank after about six to 12 episodes. <laughs> and we are so, so far now, over 50. And that's because of you. So thank you so much for uh, staying in touch with me and encouraging me to go on. And I'm here. I'm becoming real. Are you? Are you?